Hello and welcome to Russell Investments Market Week in Review for the week ending November 3rd, 2023. I am Zoe Wargans and today I am joined by Alex Cosley out of Sydney, one of our investment strategists. Hi Alex, how are you? I'm great, Zoe. How are you going? Doing well. Happy to have it be Thursday, even though somehow we're already into November. <laughs> so uh, to kick things off, Alex, let's start with the usual central banks. We have had movement from the Fed, BOE. What can you tell us about that this time around? Yeah, absolutely. So starting with the Fed, which is you know the biggest game in town as always, we had them hold uh, and really indicating that because we've had that long end, that, that move high in long end rates, that's doing part of their job for them. So they're quite comfortable with what is going on there. And it's meant that they didn't have to raise rates again. They're still kind of concerned about the potential for stronger growth over the next 12 months. And that's keeping them with that slightly hawkish tilt. But, you know, it was pretty well telegraphed that there was going to be a hold coming through. The market was really expecting that. In the Bank of England, we had a fairly similar situation. They voted 6-3 in favour of a hold. And they're really kind of highlighting that inflation is still too high. So they're going to have to have rates higher for longer. Um, but they are knowing that the labour market is cooling and growth is slowing. So they're kind of on that higher for longer, just kind of holding rates as they are. The more interesting one, again, has kind of come from Japan. So Japan, for a long time, was the central bank that no one was really interested in. They met this week, and there's still a lot of question marks around what the Bank of Japan will do with their yield curve control program. So they're buying longer dated bonds. And unlike other central banks, they're targeting a particular yield. So they've been pushing the cap on that yield up from zero to 50 basis points to 100 basis points. And they kind of did the smallest thing they could do to basically allow that yields can move above 1%, but they know they're going to keep buying. So they're slowly moving towards that restrictive stance. And as we look ahead, we do think that sometime in the next six months, that policy will probably disappear completely and they'll let the 10-year government bond just trade freely. Interesting. All right. So that's our central banks. What about earnings? We just got some news today, I believe, from Apple. Things are looking not so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so Apple is a good place to start. They had a pretty soft reporting season, a lot of uh, um, some soft demand coming out of China in particular. And I think you, if you look at those big tech names, they've been quite mixed in terms of how they've reported earnings. And that's a really nice just picture of how the US earnings season has been. It has been quite mixed. When you look ahead to Q4, we've seen analysts start to downgrade expectations already. That's really around two big names. Pfizer and Merck had some pretty big downgrades coming through to Q4. If we look outside of the United States, though, it's probably a more downbeat picture. So European expect uh, European earnings have been much softer than expected. So if you look at the p- proportion of beats, it's really, really soft right now. So Europe is in a pretty tough place. And then in Japan, we are very early into the season. I think we've had 20% of companies report, if that. But the early signal that's coming through, it's actually it's been a little bit better than expected. So that's quite an encouraging piece, which lines up with the macro that Japan is doing pretty well. Awesome. All right. So if that's Japan, what can you tell us about China? I know we've been seeing a lot of headlines coming out this week, China's new policies and what kind of movement do we expect that to have? Yeah, so we still have the Chinese economy in a pretty soft place. What we saw last week, though, is that the government has basically come to the front and started putting more government, uh, more fiscal stimulus to work over the next quarter and indeed for next year. So you've seen an increase in local government bond issuance. So they tell the local governments how much they're allowed to borrow. That's been increased and brought forward. So those government, local governments can start borrowing money for infrastructure and those things. Additionally, the central government has increased their budget deficit that they're going to allow themselves to run. It's a pretty big big signal that they're, one, they're keen to try and boost growth, and two, probably that they're a little bit concerned that growth has been softer than they would have liked over the last, let's call it three to six months. 
We also had this week the financial working group. This is getting into the weeds of Chinese policy, but effectively they're looking at trying to you know, fix some of the local government debt problems. So I think that's another encouraging sign as we look to next year that the government is actually taking a more active step in trying to provide support to the to the real economy through 2024. Alex, thank you so much for all of your insights. It is invaluable to get your hands-on knowledge. And thanks to all of you for joining us. I hope you'll see us next week.